Welcome to Purpose Without Apology, a podcast for women who love God and think outside the box. Here, we talk about everything from relationships to careers to wealth building and more, and all through the lens of fulfilling your God-given purpose. My name is Lisa Gant. I'm a writer, wife, and mom, and my goal is to empower you to change the world. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Purpose Without Apology. My name is Lisa. I'm your host, and I am so happy you could join me today. So today's episode is um, one where we will be talking about um, one of my favorite topics, which is personal finance and money. Um, I I always love talking about um, personal finance and money and entrepreneurship, business, uh, different topics kind of along those lines, um, especially as it pertains to wealth building. So uh, I thought this would be kind of a fun uh, topic to go into today. And I want to take an interesting kind of fresh angle with it. Um, I want to talk about how my husband and I have been teaching our own children about money. And uh, I hope that I am able to break it down for you today in a way that makes it a little less scary. Um, I know that, you know, a lot of parents are maybe stressed about trying to get their own financial situation under control. At the time that I'm recording this, we're in the middle of um, what most people would agree is a recession of sorts. And so there have been a lot of job layoffs. There have been a lot of people who um, have been furloughed, uh, people who have had their incomes cut. Um, You know, I have family members who have had their incomes cut, who have had, uh, you know, their work slow down, you know, um, or maybe if they're um, working gig jobs, they've had fewer, uh, you know, projects to do, things like that. So a lot of people are really facing uncertainty with their um, finances right now, at least for at the time that I'm recording this. And so um, for a lot of people who are going through kind of some tough things, it it can seem like the last thing that's on your mind is really teaching your kids about money when you're trying to get your own money under control, right? Um, but in many cases, in many ways, you're, you never stop teaching your kids about money. It's something that you are constantly doing, whether you realize it or not. Um, your children are watching you. They're watching your habits. They're watching your spending. They're watching the things that you buy. Uh, they're listening, too. That's maybe even more important. They're listening to the things you talk about or the things you don't talk about. They're, lis- they're listening to you know, the things that you worry about or the reasons you give for why you can't can or cannot get certain things for them. Um, I love what uh, Rachel Cruz says. She's uh, the daughter of Dave Ramsey, who is uh, someone I've talked about a few times on this on the podcast. Uh, And she says, when it comes to kids, more is caught than taught. And I think that's absolutely true. Um, Kids, you know, We like to say, you know, do as I say, not as I do. But the truth is many kids do as you do. And um, even if they don't realize it as they get older. And so uh, we really want to think about how to be more intentional when it comes to teaching our children about personal finance and money, even 
as we may be in the process of trying to get our own finances together, um, I think there are ways that you can teach them while you're trying to take care of your own finances and improve your own financial situation. Um, I can definitely relate to that struggle. And so I thought I would talk about that today. Um, I listened to recently uh, a uh, well, I watched a video um, from Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher. Um, he's uh, an amazing motivational speaker. Uh, and in one of his videos, he talked about um, being at a bank and he saw a group of kids going into the bank on like a field trip. And he was with his wife and he thought that was really interesting. And he kind of, you know, um, went in the bank and, and did some things he needed to do and just kind of observed these kids walking in um, with their parents on a field trip. And it turned out that they were um, Jewish and that um, they were going into the bank. And, you know, he kind of reasoned and figured out that um, it looked like one of them had, you know, was was opening up an account and um, that he had probably recently had um, a bar mitzvah and so he had gotten you know a large sum of money and was going to the bank to open up an account and he kind of um, Eric Thomas kind of paints this story describes this scene and basically makes the point of what if um other communities in in this example he was talking about um the african-american community the black community um but what if other communities adopted these same kind of principles this same kind of way of being that intentional in teaching our children about money what if we took that kind of care in making sure our children knew how money worked if we took them to the bank and ha- and sat down with them and opened a bank account and a checking account or a savings account and explained to them how money worked and walked them through the process of putting money in the account and explaining what you do with it and maybe what you do not do with it what if we took that approach in raising our kids if we were that intentional in teaching them about money. I think it's it's a really important thing to think about. And so um, over the, you know, the, the last few years, my husband and I have tried to be more intentional about that process. Um, and so I came up with five things that we've that we've been doing, um, five ways that we are teaching our own children about money. Um, on this podcast, I really like to, I don't like to talk about things that I'm not doing myself. I really like to kind of walk with you through the process of things that I'm living out in my own life. And so uh, I want to do that with you all today. So the first thing that my husband and I are teaching, um, are doing to teach our children about money is we just make personal finance and wealth building a regular part of our everyday conversations. I mean, it's money is not taboo in our house. We talk about budgeting. We talk about debt. We talk about saving. We talk about uh, college, paying for college. We talk about investments. Um, and it's not anything that's really, you know, super in-depth where we have like five-hour-long conversations. Um, and, and it's an ongoing thing. I know um, if you're... If you're learning about money for the first time, if you, you know, are still learning how to maintain a budget, um, then then maybe you don't talk about the advanced topics. You know, maybe you don't start talking about uh, trading options or, you know, setting up um, just 
these in advanced investment properties or anything like that. If if you're not at that level yet, that's okay. Like, don't feel like you have to talk about those particular topics with your kids. It could just be something as simple as helping them with a budgeting assignment that they have for school. My son had, um, he's going into eighth grade in the fall and um, he had this past school year, he had uh, an assignment where he had to create a budget. And it was a great uh, learning experience for him, for us to, my husband and I, to kind of talk to him about this assignment and really walk him through uh, the process of it and and walk him through um, coming up with these different expenses and figuring out how much things really cost uh, and how much money he would have to make in order to pay for things that he wanted and needed. Uh, And it was really, I think, um, a, a really enlightening experience for him. I think he had his mind blown a little bit about how much things actually cost. <laughs> and um, so I thought it was a great learning experience for him. And it was a fun way for us to kind of connect on that on that topic. Um, so but you, there's opportunities for that kind of thing all the time. You know, another example, my husband and I um, recently bought a car earlier this year. And so, you know, we, we surprised the kids and, and, you know, didn't tell them that we were buying one until after we bought it. Um, and it was really kind of this fun moment where we got to, you know, um, uh, tell them that we about the show them the car and, and get in and drive around and, and kind of have some fun with it. But um, it was it gave us a good opportunity to explain to them how we had gone about the process of purchasing 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 this car, how we had saved up money and and prepared and made sure that um, everything was ready and solidified for us to make this purchase and um, and, you know, kind of walk them through that whole process. Um, you know, we, we didn't and you don't have to go into nitty gritty details with it. You don't have to tell them exact numbers of how much you're paying or how uh, how much money you make in a, in a month or anything like that. But, um, you know, I think it's a good thing to really talk with them and explain explain how purchasing a car works, how purchasing a house works, what are the steps that are involved with that, working it into the regular conversation. And again, this doesn't have to be a five hour long thing. It can be, you know, 10, 15 minute conversations while you're in the middle of doing other things, you know, it could be while you're making dinner or while you're um, heading to soccer practice or or while you're, you know, uh, at church or, you know, different things like that, just where, where you're going about your everyday life. Um, it can there's a lot of opportunities to talk about these topics with your kids in a way that's natural and not forced. Uh, I don't know about you, but my kids are extremely curious and very inquisitive and you don't have to I don't have to push them to make them ask questions <laughs> you know they they have no problem coming up with questions on their own and so a lot of this is just about answering their questions honestly if you're if your kids ask you one day are you rich you know you be honest what does what being rich mean to you does it mean you're a millionaire um, if not then it's okay to say that no we're not we're not um, millionaires but we have enough money to get by or or, or you know we have enough money to uh, God has blessed us to to do the things that we need to do and to be able to give money away however you want to phrase it it doesn't have to be perfect it, it's there's no, you know, instruction manual for parenting, right? This is this is trial and error, but it's important to at least try to have those conversations and try to really work them into the fabric of your daily life, um, because 
that in and, in and of itself is a lesson to your kids. When you teach kids that money is not something to be afraid of, that it's not something um, taboo, that it's not that it's something to, that it's okay for you to talk about openly, then they're more likely to be okay with learning about it and understanding it and getting comfortable with it and then be able to use it wisely as they get older. So I would say that's the first step is really making sure that your kids are comfortable with money and that they understand that money is not an off limits topic in your house. Um, The second thing that my husband and I do to really um, make sure that our kids have a, a good sense of money and a good understanding of money is actually we play Monopoly together as a family quite a bit. Um, I know this might sound funny, um, especially if, you know, you didn't grow up playing Monopoly. Um, you know, it's it's a game that's been around forever, I think, since the Great Depression, quite literally. Uh, so, you know, it, it's it's one of those games that I think everybody knows about. Um, and maybe you've played it every once in a while. But for us, Monopoly is, is kind of serious. It's it's I mean, it's a game, but it's kind of not <laughs> like we 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 are pretty intense with our Monopoly games. Um, and there's a reason behind that. It's not something that we do. We do it for fun, yes, but it's also a teaching experience. Monopoly is really, actually, if you look at it and pay attention, it, it's a pretty fascinating game. And it teaches you a lot about um, wealth building and, you know, purchasing um, land and, and paying rent and leveraging debt and lots of different kind of personal finance topics that, um, you know, it, it helps you to bring them to life in a really practical way. And so, um, you know, when we play Monopoly as a family, we really talk through different strategies with the game. When we're playing and, you know, if, if, we're, if one of us is trying to, to decide whether or not to buy a property, you know, we'll really sit down and have a discussion about it. Well, why do you think you should get this property? Well, can you afford it? How much money do you have right now? Well, what would be the advantages of buying this property and then collecting rent on it? Well, what if you could use this money later for a different property and then you have a better chance of getting all the properties in a certain color and then, you know, putting houses and hotels on them? I mean, we go into pretty good detail about it. Um, And, you know, I have to thank my husband for a lot of that um, because he is much, much better at Monopoly than I am. <laughs> and um, he's he's got strategies for days and it is amazing <laughs> the level of just detail that he goes into with that. But um, we have a lot of fun and uh, we're, we're kind of we're we're a pretty competitive family, so it can get kind of intense. But um, it's it's fun and it is a way to kind of learn and um talk through a lot of the principles about money and wealth building in particular in a way that feels very hands-on um, and and a way that kind of makes it real for our kids and um, just makes it about more than just facts and figures. Um, so that's another kind of, you know, fun, lighthearted, um, and, but also really practical way that we like to teach our kids about money. Uh, The next thing that we do to uh, teach our kids about money is um, we have 
recently uh, started using debit cards to teach our kids really about the importance of spending, giving, and saving, um, and earning money. And so um, for us, we use what is called the Green Light Debit Card, uh, and it's it's something that you know we just started fairly recently. I mean, it's it's been less than a year, I think, that we've been using it, um, but it's been really interesting and fun and um, a really great kind of concrete way to bring this whole principle of personal finance to life. Um, and it, it, it teaches our kids kind of about the importance of having um, good work ethic because it allows them to work and earn money um, for different chores that, that they do around the house. Um, and it allows us to gives us a lot of power over um, what kind of chores we want them to do. We have very a, a, you know a clear set of chores that they are able to do for money, and um, you know there's a certain dollar amount attached to, to each one of those. And they have their own debit cards. And I have an app on my phone that um, the Greenlight app allows me to assign the money and transfer money from our own bank account to, directly onto their cards, um, and it's uh, immediate. It happens right away. Um, and there's a lot of different features and interesting functions that we can use with the card. To be honest, I'm still kind of exploring some of those right now. Um, so it should be fun to kind of dig into that and learn a little bit more about it as the, the months and years go on. Um, but I know that there is a, a green light app that works specifically for children. And so um, if your kids have cell phones, they can use the app on their phone and it actually teaches them about money um, and it kind of of, you know, has a lot of different features that they can use to help them with budgeting, help them with setting goals and different things like that. It's really, really cool. Um, and not only that, but um, there is also uh, you can you can also gift money to your kids um, or have grandparents or relatives gift money to them. Um, and you can do it all electronically. And there's a form that you fill out, I think, on the website, um, on the Greenlight uh, debit web website. And um, it allows you to send money directly to their debit cards. And you don't have to mail anything, send any postage or anything like that. It's all electronically. Um, and, and it's cool. So, uh, you know, that's something that we have been using. And uh, it's really been interesting to see our kids kind of latch on to that idea of chores and earning money uh, and and really kind of seeing them make decisions about their spending and helping them to make those wise decisions about their spending. Um, I like what uh, Dave Ramsey says about, um, you know, uh, giving kids money for different things that they do. He doesn't use the word allowance um, because the word allowance makes it sound like you are somehow deficit in an area. And I am making an allowance for you because you are unable to do anything for yourself. Right. So he doesn't believe in the practice of simply giving your kids money because they breathe. Right. Um, and and I I'm I'm on board with that. I, I have to agree. I don't I don't think you should give your kids money just because they're alive. I I, I think that there needs to be um, something that's done to earn money. Um, now I think you know it's very individual what you know what your kids do, what you de decide to have them do as far as chores um, or work or or what have you um, to earn money. But um, you know I think that there should be something that's done. I think there should be an exchange of some kind, even if it's something as simple as um, you know 
reading a certain book, right? And then writing a report about that book. I think that's a great way to, to um, you know, for kids to earn money as well, especially if you want them to learn about money and you're trying to kind of give them some incentive to do that, right? Um, I'm not above paying my kids to read books, <laughs> you know, especially about certain topics. So, um, you know, just, just to try and get that education going, right? Um, but you can be creative with it. Find different things around your house that need to be done or, or different projects that they might be able to help you with. And, um, you know, attach a price tag to them, attach um, a, a payment amount to them. Um, I think that there is a lot of flexibility with this particular um, system that we're talking about. But there's um, I'm sure there's, it's not the only type of debit card of its kind that is designed for kids. Um, so this this is just the one that I use. Um, but feel free to do your research and you might be able to find, um, other, you know, other ones out there. Uh, and if you do, let me know. Um, definitely, you know, you can contact me um, on Instagram or on Facebook and, and just kind of reach out and let me know if you've come across something else um, that, that you think works better or that works well for you. I'd love to hear about it. Uh, the next thing that we do is, um, you know, to teach our kids about money is that we encourage them to read and learn about money management. Um, I talked earlier about, you know, not being above paying my kids to learn, you know, to read. Um, and so we're, we're floating that idea this summer of having, um, particularly my son, read um, some books about personal finance and money this summer and then kind of adding the incentive of, uh, you know, there being like a, a payment attached to it. Um, not fully committed to that idea yet, but that's something we're thinking about. Um, I really want him to read uh, the books that I um, mentioned in an earlier podcast episode, one of the first episodes um, that I did, which was talking about the five personal finance books that changed my life. Um, I really, if you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to go back and do that and listen to it. Um, but I, um, I want him to read those books uh, early. And, um, you know, he turns 13 in a few months. And so um, I think that it's if, if I had read these books when I was 13, it would have changed my life. It would have completely changed the trajectory of my life. So I want to give that gift to him and to my daughter when she gets old enough. Um, and, uh, you know, so that they have that knowledge and that understanding at a younger age and, you know, hopefully can have that head start in life. Um, so. I have those the, that if you go back and listen to that episode, it will have those five books that can get your kids started um, on different, you know, personal finance topics. I know uh, the Total Money Makeover and Rich Dad, Poor Dad are, are both about an eighth grade reading level. Um, the other books might be a little bit over their heads if you have young kids, like around like under 12. I would probably say you may want to look for some more kid-friendly books. Um, I managed to find a few that I bought for my kids and, um, you know, um, had them read at younger ages. So I will um, put those in the show notes for you. And uh, any other books that I come across that I think are good for younger kids, I'll try to include those as well. 
so that you have a place to start as far as where your kids can start reading and learning about personal finance and money. Um, and then you can talk about what you um, what they've read and talk about it together. Um, that's a great w- another great way to kind of work these conversations into your daily life. Right. Um, you know, just ask them about what they've been reading, what they think about it. Do they have questions and then talk through it together? Um, you know, this does not have to be something that is super complicated or or, you know, really like these where you need a glossary, you know, um, keep things simple. It's okay to just, you know, break things down and really work through it step by step. And, 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 you know, it doesn't have to be a long drawn out conversation. Um, it's better to have a thousand short five to 10 minute conversations about this topic than it is to have one three or four or five hour long conversation and then never talk about it again. Um, and so that's kind of the key here is we really want to make this an ongoing thing. So with the, the, the talking and the games and the and the chores and the books, it's kind of all working together in this in this process. So uh, the next the and the last step, the last thing that I, my husband and I are doing to uh, teach our kids about money is that we are leading by example. Um, and so we are continuously reading and learning and studying and growing in our own knowledge of money and personal finance so that we can then pass that knowledge down to them. And I think this is really the key thing that a lot of parents may skip. Um, we, we, we get so caught up in trying to make sure our kids are doing certain things right and then we don't do it for ourselves. And I can think of a ton of, of examples for this, right? You, you make your kids eat fruits and vegetables and, and a balanced, nutritious diet and then you curl up with some Oreos and some potato chips and you eat a whole pint of ice cream and, and you know, all this junk food, right? Um, or exercising, you know, you make them go outside and run around and play and get all kinds of exercise and then it's harder for you to do that, right? Um, and I'm speaking for myself. I have the same struggles. I totally understand, right? Um, I, I am really wanting some apple pie right now. <laughs> so um, I know it's hard, um, but I want to come back to what I said at the beginning of this episode that as Rachel Cruz said, more is caught than taught when it comes to how you teach your kids about money. They're not looking at what you say. They're looking at what you do and what you do is in many cases more impactful to them than anything that you could teach them just with the words. And so if you're struggling with money, it's okay but they you and 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 it, you know I know you may not want them to see that but it's important for them to see you getting out of that and to see you trying to do better and trying to get better and that when they see you learning and see you growing and see you improving that can be an even more powerful message for them um, than if you just got everything right on the first try right um, I really feel like if you um, make an effort to learn about money and do your best 
to just make it a priority in your life and you really work to become a good steward with money, your kids are going to see that. They're going to witness that. They're going to understand that. And they're going to especially appreciate that when it comes to the before and after. If they see you struggling in the beginning and then they see you gradually pull yourself out of that struggle, that's going to really have an impact on them. And that's really going to affect their lives and the decisions that they make. And so don't take that kind of thing for granted. It's important to understand that you don't need to feel guilty for struggling in your finances and for not being able to do everything perfectly that you want to do for your kids. Um, The most important thing is that you're putting forth that effort to learn and to just constantly do better over time. So um, let's talk about your action step. Your action step for this week is to choose one of the five strategies that I've outlined in this episode and commit to dedicating at least 30 minutes a week toward improving your child's or children's financial literacy. And so, um, you know, if that means something as simple as um, picking out a book from the library and, you know, having your kids read it for 30 minutes or reading it to them if they're if they're younger you know maybe it's discussing that book for 30 minutes maybe it's asking them um questions about maybe it's maybe it's creating a sample budget for an imaginary family if you don't want to do it for your own family with them right maybe you don't want to share those numbers but you could kind of come up with a sample budget and see where they think you should spend money right that works especially well for older kids um, maybe it for you it's setting up a list of chores and deciding how much you want to spend and on on and in giving on giving your kids you know kind of that setup with that that the ability to earn money, right? There's a lot of different things that you can do and a lot of different ways that you can put these strategies into practice. But the key is to really just focus on doing a little bit at a time and being consistent with it. At the end of the day, your kids are going to learn something about money from you. They're going to learn multiple things about money from you. They're going to learn a lot of different lessons about what to think about money, what money is for, whether it's good or bad, whether it's something to spend freely or whether it's something to save and, and, you know, whether they should hoard it or whether they should give it away. There's a lot of different messages that you're sending to your kids about money all the time, whether you realize it or not. The key is to make sure that you're sending them good messages, that you're teaching them to be a good steward over time with money. And as believers, that's that's even more important to us, right? Proverbs says, a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And it's not just an inheritance of wealth, it's an inheritance of wisdom and of righteousness and helping them to be a good steward over those resources that you give to them. So I hope you'll join me in this journey of doing that. I know you can do it. So that's it for this week's episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was helpful for you. And uh, I will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless. This concludes another episode of Purpose Without Apology. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. Until next time, remember, your purpose is waiting, so you need to go after it. See you in the next episode.